Welcome back to King Salman and the Stoics, and thank you for your patience over our long break. In this episode, we're going to discuss the making of the cynic. By what process does a person become cynical, blaming of the world around them for their problems, and otherwise unable to hold their head up unless they can put someone else down, unless they can blame their problems on the world, on the powers that be, they have no sense of self-confidence, no sense of self-worth. It's a very sad and sorry state for a human being to find themselves in. And Solomon traces for us how that process happens and warns us not to take that path, for there is a better path. And Solomon starts with a positive in chapter 10 of Ecclesiastes Kohelas, verse 10. Solomon tells us if the Iron is dull, and it hasn't been sharpened, even so, in the hand of a warrior, in the hand of someone strong, that iron can have tremendous power and can bring the warrior victory. How much more so, says Solomon, is the benefit of perfected wisdom. Every human being has wisdom within. Every human being has strength of character that if they bring to bear on life's problems, they can achieve greatness. And that's much greater, that inner power, that human power, that creative will, that force is much stronger than iron, certainly much stronger than dull iron. However, as Solomon tells us in verse 11, if the snake charmer doesn't whisper his incantation, then the snake will bite. You can have an incredible gift, you can have something deep inside, but if you don't bring it forth, if you don't develop it, if you don't actualize it, if you don't bring it to beer in the world of action, it is has no purpose. And ultimately, there's no benefit, says Solomon, to the one who possesses a tongue. There's no benefit to this great human being who can speak, who can bring their powerful intellect to beer on the problems of the world and can creatively impact and influence the world for the better. There's no benefit if all of that potential, all of that energy and power stays dormant inside. However, if a person utilizes the power of speech properly, if a person utilizes the power of expression, and speech is an example, a a typical example of human expression, but it's broader, it includes action too, says Solomon in verse 12, the words that come forth from the mouth of the wise are graceful. They fall with precision where they're directed. They are graceful. They have impact. They're beautiful. The recipient, the one who hears those words, wants to act on them, and the world is thereby changed for the better. However, the lips of the fool swallow him alive. The lips of the fool and the foolish chatter and prattle that is issued forth from the mouth of the fool, from the lips of the fool, only bring to the fool's demise, as Solomon develops for us. Solomon tells us in verse 13 at the very beginning, the mouth of the fool speaks foolishness. It speaks just things that seem like nonsense. They don't mean anything, but they are not harmful. They're harmless foolishness. But afterwards, that process that begins with just talking nonsense, with not digging deep within, realizing that I have something to contribute and bringing it forth, but just talking nonsense, that doesn't end there. It doesn't end in nonsense. It doesn't end in harmlessness. Eventually, it leads to a foolishness that is wicked and evil, to denigrating others, to putting others down, to doing more damage than good. 
And now this person is stuck, this fool is stuck in a pattern of chatter and prattle. They're stuck in a place where to feel important, where to feel that they're making an impact and a difference in the world. They need to talk and talk and talk. So they speak many words and they speak lofty, they speak haughty. They have they grand ideas and grand pronouncements that are based on nothing because the person doesn't know that which will be tomorrow, says Solomon in verse 14, nor does he know that which is behind him, meaning he doesn't properly understand yesterday and he certainly doesn't properly anticipate tomorrow. And his words, he, he makes these grand pronouncements, his words have no meaning. You can't draw anything from them. There are no life lessons for you to learn from them. Alternatively, another interpretation that you don't know what issues forth from his words. So again, two interpretations. Either he has no idea what will happen tomorrow, or even if there's some meaning hidden somewhere in his words, but he just goes on and on talking about nonsense from one topic to another, not tying himself down to any one direction and his predictions. Um, don't tie him down to one outcome, so you have no idea what's going to happen. So he just covers all the options, right? He's writing a, a uh, an op-ed and he just gives you all the potential outcomes without tying himself to any particular direction or just covers his back enough so that when inevitably he's wrong, you can't fault him for it. You ended up learning nothing from all that useless words. All those useless words served no purpose ultimately. That's what Psalm tells us in verse 14. This is where the fool leads leads to. This is where foolish chatter, where a person, instead of bringing forth something unique, something creative, something useful, they just engage in idle talk. Eventually, they make these bold pronouncements, which amount to nothing. And the result of all that on the person, the result of all that on the fool himself, says Solomon in verse 15, is that he's tired out, he's burnt out. The person thinks, or perhaps they don't even really think into it, but it comes forth. It it bubbles to the surface and it bothers them. There's no meaning in life. I'm busy with nonsense. And even if they don't recognize it over, overtly, but they get a sense of meaninglessness and it starts to weary them. And they don't know, says Solomon, how to get to the city. All of their wisdom, in quotation, all of the all of the foolishness that they've built edifices and written books and newspapers full of foolishness, all of that has not taught them how to get anywhere. It hasn't brought them forward. It hasn't given them lasting meaning or brought forth in the world lasting contributions. And so ultimately, they just feel empty inside. And Solomon says, woe to the land whose king is an empty young fool and whose whose officials eat in the morning. What this means is, again, whether it's describing a city or a state or a country or even an individual, because we all are a city, we all are a country, we have all these different faculties, all these different parts to ourselves, and we need to control that. We need to be our own ruler. We need to make sure that our intellect rules all the different facets of our personality. And if the king, if the intellect is... Foolish and empty, if it's been built on foolishness, if the intellect has engaged in empty matters for too long. So what happens is that the 
officials, the, the, the important parts of the person, where the, where the person directs their energy, are on things like food, eating in the morning. The point is, I need to fill my belly as soon as I get up. The most important thing is just filling my basic needs. The person gets consumed with a very, very simple way of life in, in a negative sense, a very primal kind of living it doesn't have any deeper meaning because the deeper meaning of life, the intellectual side of life to them has become meaningless because they haven't worked to give it the, the, the proper meaning. They haven't, again, they haven't developed their unique imprint on the world. They've only engaged in pratter, in nonsense, in prattle, sorry. They've only engaged in talk that doesn't have any true meaning. And as a result, they're empty. As a result, they get involved in fleeting pleasure of making sure that the first thing they do when they wake up is they fill their belly. Praiseworthy, however, says Solomon in verse 17, is the land whose king is free. The land, the person, the country, whatever it is that we're talking, all of the above, right? The On the macro and on the micro, all the way down to the individual himself. Praiseworthy is the land whose king is free. And this is a freedom that's earned. True freedom is earned. We are born slaves to our impulses. True freedom is earned through strength, through strength of character. So praiseworthy is the, is the, is the land whose king is truly free and whose officials eat at the right time. They're not pulled by their impulses, but they're able to eat at the right time. And they drink, they engage in life's pleasures with strength. They control their impulses, not the other way around. But what happens to the fool, says Solomon in verse 18, is that having lost a sense of meaning in their intellectual pursuits, in the contributions to the world, because they haven't brought forth something creative, they've only engaged in nonsense, they've only, you know, just prattled away whatever it is that they heard on the street. They don't really contribute to the global conversation. So what happens to this person once he loses a sense of meaning to what he can contribute to the world and gets lost in chasing fleeting pleasures, he no longer builds character, no longer builds strength, no longer builds those contributions to society at large. What happens is that through his laziness, the roof starts to cave in. The roof being the intellect, through the laziness of the person, the intellect starts to cave in. They start to lose that, they start to lose touch, rather, with their inner core, with their inner essence, with their inner creativity, with their intellect. They start to lose touch with that. And the intellect, the roof starts to cave in. And due to the laziness of the hands, due to the fact that they just don't bother anymore, the house starts to crumble. The whole person, the whole city, the whole state, again, on the micro and the macro, starts to fall apart through a lack of industriousness. This person started off industrious, but what they sought to build didn't have any intrinsic meaning. And so losing interest, they're now to a point of laziness and everything starts to fall apart. The house starts to fall apart. And the result of this, to Solomon in verse 19, is that they have nothing because to make merry, to have a party, you need bread, you need wine. And for that, you need money. And for that, you need to work. For that, you need industry. And they've gone ahead and they've ruined that. They've lost touch and they've lost the ability to bring forth any true meaning in this world. And what happens is the result of that, says Solomon, could only lead to one place. And that is the place of cynicism. As Solomon says in verse 20, and he warns us against this, don't 
in the in in your heart and in in the in your bedroom go ahead and curse the wealthy and curse the king and curse the government for the bird of the of the sky and the one who possesses wings will relate the matter to others if you fill yourself with ne- negativity if a person allows himself to deteriorate to the point where they are not productive they're not productive members of society due to their own laziness, their own inactivity, and again, we're not pointing fingers at anyone in anyone or any group of people, but we are supposed to take this to heart ourselves. When we lose our industriousness, when we lose our zeal, when we lose our motivation, and we start to, to degenerate, we start to fall into this, this trap of the fool, we end up in a place where the only thing that allows us to keep our head up, the only thing that gives us a sense of importance is blame and cynicism and putting other people down and saying, well, if not for so-and-so, if not for the government, if not for so-and-so, I would be incredibly successful. And for the rest of life, this person carries the cynicism. And they think, you know, I don't tell anyone about it. I just have this in my heart, but I, I'm outwardly, I, I look like a positive person. No, that's not how it works. When a person carries this inner negativity and cynicism within, ultimately, it leaks out and the person is a negative influence and people start to shy away. People start to, to slowly back away. And this is just a, 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 a cycle that goes on and on, a negative cycle that keeps feeding into itself where a person is building negativity and building negativity and don't think, says Solomon, that that is something that stays hidden. No, that's something that people come to be aware of and it only builds deeper failure into the person, into the cynic. So don't be cynical, says Solomon. Make sure that your engagement with life is meaningful. Make sure that you're digging into your intellect. You're digging into who you truly are. And you're bringing that to bear on the problems of life. You're acting. You're speaking. You're making a difference in the world. But it's you. It's true meaning. It's true intellect. It comes with work. And it's freedom that's earned to be who you truly are and to be the industrious person you truly are. Your life, your success is in your hands, says Solomon. Don't let anyone take that away from you. Don't convince yourself it's someone else's fault. Don't let yourself get stuck in a negative feedback loop where you're not productive and you're engaged in things that don't really matter. And ultimately, the only path that, that that can lead to is blaming others, blaming society at large, which makes one a negative person, which only leads to further failure. Stay positive, stay productive. Thank you for listening.